everybody, it's your girl KDT. As always, please remember we do pre-record several of these episodes in advance. And this is another one of those episodes. Y'all, for real though, I think we might have done this one several months ago. But as today is the last day of Hispanic Heritage Month, I thought it was a great time to bring it to you. It's a conversation I had with some members of my tribe who happen to be Spanish speakers. And we're talking a little bit about some of the comments they receive when people who are non-Spanish speakers hear them talking in Spanish. We call it Speak Spanish, please, because that's what I want them to do, speak Spanish whenever they feel like speaking it. Some of the things that were said to them Um, I was even surprised to hear. Also, for those of you who have already taken advantage of the little sale we've got going for pre-orders of our Take Care of You self-care journal, thank you from the bottom of my heart. We're going to be running that special for one more week, so you've got a little bit more time to get your copy for that little discounted price. You can go to inmyshoestoday.com slash shop. Again, inmyshoestoday.com slash shop. Thank you so much for being a part of my journey. And I hope you enjoy today's episode. Hello, hello, fam, and welcome to another episode of In My Shoes. It's a podcast for women of color about the issues that we deal with on a daily basis. I am your host, Karen Davis-Thompson, and today I have two of my tribe members with me today and a special guest. He may not say anything, but he's in the room, (laughs) y'all. So today I have... Willow Carabello Pisani. Please, Lord, let me have gotten that right. She's a newlywed. And I have Joanne Taveras. They are joining me today. And we're going to be talking about something that I call Speak Spanish, Please. I know that sounds really mysterious. We'll get into what I mean by that in just a minute. But just to remind you about these two ladies, Willow, say hello and just tell us a little bit about you. Hello, everyone. This is Willow. And I am... um... I am newly married, so thank you for not butchering my new name, (laughs) and uh, I am happy to be here today um, to talk about this topic and just kind of dive into the, uh, you know, the different perspectives um, regarding, um, you know, just speaking Spanish, please. Thank you very much. And Jojo, tell us a little bit about you and your special guest today. My name is Joanne Tavares, and I have my wonderful husband, Juan Tavares, with me. And we've dealt with this quite a bit. So I am looking forward to speaking about it. Well, thank you very much, ladies. And so speak Spanish, please. The topic came to me because... Um, I have seen it on the news. It's been happening a lot more as I see it. And because it doesn't impact me directly, it may have been happening more than I even realize. But I have been places where you have people who are Spanish speakers who are holding a conversation that has absolutely nothing to do with anybody around them. And they are either uh, berated, given the side eye, or some people are bold enough to just flat out tell them, could you please speak English? Don't speak Spanish. Um, And so I don't understand why people think that's okay to do. And so I wanted to talk to people who I know experience that because, again, I'm not a Spanish speaker, so I don't really know what it's like, but I'm, it infuriates me and I don't speak Spanish. So I'm sure for those who are Spanish speakers, it has to be irritating. And so that's where this topic came from. And so, Willow, I want to ask you first, when is your first recollection of being out in public and holding a conversation, not bothering anybody else, and a person around you either made a comment that let you know they didn't like it, or maybe they were bold enough to flat out tell you, could you please speak English? I believe that uh, this topic has been going on for for a very long time, and it, it's just becoming, perhaps it's becoming more prevalent for me as I get older, 
because I've always spoken Spanish in public, especially to people who um, Spanish is their first language. Um, I don't find it to be offensive to anyone, especially if I'm not I'm not speaking in a group. I can understand if you are in a group setting where uh, the majority of the people don't speak Spanish, um, then you should try to be courteous about what the conversation is going on. But if you're having a one-on-one -on -one conversation with someone um, who speaks Spanish, um, it should not come across as being offensive to anyone in the surroundings, especially if the conversation is not directed at you. So I think I started seeing this trend in my 20s. Um, but as I've gotten older in the last, you know, 20 years or so, I think it's become more prevalent for me, um, be, mainly because I think that I'm, I'm becoming more aware of my surroundings and what's going on in the world. So I would say it's it's been about 20 years for me. Thank you, Willow. And Jojo, what about you? And Juan can chime in as well. When was your first recollection of someone really giving you the, the, the look or saying something to you for speaking Spanish? I know when I first started working here, where I'm at now, that came across one time. When I was younger, I spoke more English and I would even respond to the person who would talk to me in Spanish and I would speak English back to them, but that was to make me feel comfortable. But I was in a surrounding, we were having lunch and I was talking to someone one-on-one, -on -one, even though there was a group of us, but we we're talking about something totally different. And the person just spoke Spanish. It was more comfortable that way. And I got, can you please speak English, please? We're in America, which pissed the hell out of me because I'm like, we're not speaking to you. We're not speaking about you. We were talking one-on-one -on, -one on something else. But like Willow says, I think I see it more now than back then. And it's not something, I mean, it really is something that people need to like sit back and don't worry about what others are saying, especially if it's not about them. But you're going to have people that are going to be chiming in and being nosy and trying to figure out everything that's going on. Well, I also experienced, I also experienced that in, my, in the workplace where in a group of accounting, we were all Hispanics and our, our manager was black. He was Jamaican and he was totally fine with it. But there was one person who was uh, white Caucasian of Jewish descent, did not know Spanish. And when we were speaking in a group, all Spanish, she would come in and she would say, you have to speak English. This is America. And that just boiled our heads over. And we used to speak Spanish on purpose <laughs> just to take that person off because one, she was nosy. And two, she was a bit ignorant in terms of knowing her surroundings. If she knew that she was around other minorities who were bilingual, which is an asset, not a detriment, um, she should have not said uh, speak English only because one, we were not speaking about her. And two, it was a conversation amongst us, which was excluded. So when she used to say speak English, it really boiled our heads over. <laughs> 
can only imagine. I, I, I guess the part that really gets me is in um, both of your situations. <clears throat> the person said to you, we're in America. Mm-hmm. So um, I'll let the two of you answer first, and then I'll ask Willow as well. What, what do you think that's about? Like, I, I guess, you know, from my history, we're supposed to be a melting pot. The whole purpose is to allow and have people here from various backgrounds. It was supposed to make us richer, better. So why do you think the whole, this is like, I don't get, what this, the whole, this is America. I mean, I know what I think they mean by that, but I want to know what you guys think they mean when they say to you, this is America. Well, one, I think is lack of um, education. I mean, if, if you look around the country, you have states where cities are in Spanish, San Antonio, Los Angeles, uh, just to name a few, they were once governed by Mexico. And when the Spanish War came about, and when the Mexicans lost the war to the United States, it became part of the country. But the cities kept their names. So there's a whole history that I can delve into, but I will not because it's so long, that people need to be more educated in terms of the history of this country and know where these names derive from. And Jojo, what about you? What do you think they mean by that? I just think that it all stems also from who's running the country as well. That this, I'm seeing it more. Because you're in America, you should just speak English. But like you said, it's a melting pot. So we have all these different nationalities, all these different languages. And the way we're in America and we have the right, then I believe we should have the right to speak the language we choose to speak and feel comfortable with. And Willow, how about you? What what do you think stems from that? Do you agree that a lot of it has to do with who's running the country? What do you think people mean when they, you know, want to feel the need to tell you like you don't know where you are, that this is America? In my, in my perspective, I believe that it is, it is lack, lack of knowledge. So um, people tend to say you need to speak the language of the country that you're in or go back to your country if you want to speak that language. But the reality is that, you know, um, this, this is a melting pot and if I have to go back to my country, you have to go back to yours because this isn't your country either. So nobody can stake claim to, you know, to America. I mean, we're, we're, we're made up of a melting pot and we have to, we have to share the, the land. And, and along with that comes the fact that we have to share our cultures and, and the things that come along with that. So I believe that it's, it's just, what Juan said that people do not know the history and um, it's, it's lack of knowledge. And they don't realize we're free to speak whatever we want to speak. (laughs) Which I think is amazing because first of all, let's be real. I know that in other countries, they do have an official Mm -hmm. language, which we really don't have here in the United States. I, I mean, English is the prevalent language. Yes. A lot of people are bilingual and English is one of the languages they may speak, but it's not like you, you can't even say not that that would matter, but you can't even say that, you know, oh, English is the, we don't have an official language here in, in the United States. So um, I agree with that. I think it's just, you know, part of the reason people want to live here is to be free to do what they want, as long as you're not breaking any laws and there's no law against speaking whatever language you feel like speaking. 
So I definitely think a lot of it has to do with the times we're in as well. Um, so Willow, let's talk about how you handle it. I know you said you noticed it and it was happening maybe in your 20s, but maybe you're just more aware of your surroundings now. How do you handle it when somebody says or, or, or says to you, or how do you think you would handle it if they say, oh, could you please speak English? I think in my 20s, I didn't handle it very well because when you're, when you're young, you tend to be hot-headed about it and, you know, tell people to mind their business that you weren't speaking to them. And um, I, I believe that as I've gotten older, I've gotten better at handling it. Um, you know, I come across, uh, I would say, I try to come across more mature. So I will say things like, I'm sorry, was I speaking to you? And when they say no, I say then whatever language I'm speaking should, shouldn't be offensive to you. Um, and I usually don't get pushback. I, it's probably one time where I remember getting pushback from someone, um, them telling me that I was in America and I needed to speak English. And I basically uh, informed them that due to the fact that I wasn't speaking to them, that it was um, in their best interest to mind their business and go about what they were doing. Because what I was speaking about and who I was speaking to had absolutely nothing to do with that. So I think I've gotten better at handling it as I've gotten older. But, you know, it's interesting for me because um, in my personal relationships, I have always, um, in, my, in my adult life, I've, I've managed to date men who were not of Spanish descent. So I believe that I'm a little bit more sensitive to that. And I try to, um, when, especially when I'm with my partner, I try to be cognizant of the fact that they do not speak Spanish and that I should um, be inclusive of them. So I try to, what I try to do is I try to um, translate what the, the conversation is if they're present. If they're not present, then, you know, I tend to have a free for all, unless we're in a group setting, then I try to be sensitive to, to the non-Spanish speakers, especially if the conversation is, is a group conversation. But if it's a, if it's a one-on-one, you know, it's, it's a free for all for me. Thank you. Well, I was just about to say, girl, you better than me. Cause I, I guess unless <laughs> I was speaking to them, I wouldn't care. I, you know what I mean? Like, I just don't understand if, if we're, if you're having a conversation and I've been places, you know, we are all very close and we have a close friend who, while she does speak English, you can tell that Spanish is still the language that is most comfortable right. for her. And I have been with you guys where you've spoken to her in Spanish because that was easiest for her to understand whatever we were trying to say or whatever was going on. And I guess I feel like it's just not for me to say, well, what did you just say to her? Like, I, I mean, even though we're all in a group setting, uh, I think it's just important to be sensitive to things like that. It isn't really my place to know. And you can, t- obviously we know that while she does speak English, Spanish is more comfortable for her. And sometimes it's hard for her to understand what we're saying when we say it in English. So I think it's great that you feel that need to kind of be sensitive. But girl, I think I just let them, <laughs> I'm, I'm not talking to you, whatever. <laughs> Jojo, uh, you and Juan talk about how you handle it. Um, how does it make you feel? How do you handle it when people say that to you? 
in the beginning, I would like stop and look at them and then say, try to explain what we're talking about. But then it hits me and I'm thinking, technically, we're not talking to you on what the conversation is going on. It's not regarding you or should we even care what you think about? So I've learned to just ignore the person telling me, hey, it's America. Hey, speak English only and just continue what I'm doing. If I'm, if I'm in a setting where... I know there's a person who does not speak Spanish, you know, out of respect to them, I would not speak Spanish and I would keep the, the, the one language in English. But like, like Willow said, if she's in a setting where there's multiple people and um, they, uh, they all bilingual, it's a free flow. You, we, we speak what we call Spanish English. You know, we speak half in Spanish and half in English and we understand each other now. But again, if there's someone in the room or someone that's, is not as a non-speaker, I would definitely not speak Spanish, you know, for them to feel for them to feel comfortable and you know, for them to also join in the conversation. But if someone was to tell me speak, you know, just speak English only, then we will have a different discussion, you know, where I would give them a, you know, a piece of my mind telling them, you know, why, you know, I'm not going to comply. But in in other words, you know, in other terms, if everybody is you know, all English, I would just speak English and I would not speak Spanish just to uh, keep it respectful. Thank you for that, uh, Juan and Jojo. So let's talk a little bit about something that happened recently. Um, it's been a couple of months now and people are still talking about it. But if you watched the Super Bowl, you know that at the end, uh, Jennifer Lopez and her daughter um, sang Born in the USA and they came out and she had... Um, I think was it she had the Puerto Rican flag singing Born in the USA and people talked about um, how terrible that was. And, um, you know, especially since Puerto Rico is really a, it's a part of the U.S. people, in case you didn't know. So how did you feel about what people were saying around that? How did you feel about the performance? Um, I think a lot of people got her point. She didn't have to like hit you over the head with it for you to get what she was saying. Uh, how did you all feel about that? And, and what, if any, conversations did you guys hear or see around what she did? Jojo and Juan, we'll start with you. Well, again, it, it, it boils down to lack of education. Um, a lot of people in the United States don't know that Puerto Rico is a commonwealth of the United States. It's It's part of... United States, not the continental wise, but it's a commonwealth. Most people don't know that. And then that's when they get themselves into trouble because they say, oh, you need to go back to your country. Well, guess what? Puerto Rico is part of the country. I don't need to go anywhere. But in terms of the Super Bowl, again, those those people that, that said those about Jennifer Lopez, that's their opinion and they're entitled to it. I just think because it was more geared towards the Spanish culture, people were upset about it. Because we've had other Super Bowls where it's just mainly English singing and all that. And I don't think I really heard anything bad about that. But because it was bilingual, I should say, I just didn't think that they gave us a chance like they thought that you know it should just be English because it's the Super Bowl and all that, but I just think Jennifer did her thing and silently showed that though she's here and she's saying how she's saying and she's Puerto Rican, we're all one. 
Thank you. And Willow, what do you think? That I do agree with that as well, that a lot of it had to do with just the fact that it was um it was it was celebrating a culture that for whatever reason people have an issue with. Willow, what were your thoughts? I believe that it it has a lot to do with the fact that it was celebrating the Hispanic culture because what I the negativity that I heard was the the first thing was about the flag and the second thing was that it was very the performances were very sexual um and that it was basically implying that all Hispanics know how to do is shake their butt was the comment that I I had read on a in an article online but um in terms of Jennifer waving both flags um I thought that it was a brilliant way for her to give the naysayers a virtual middle finger and you know for her to make her statement that yes I am a proud Puerto Rican but I am also a proud American and there is absolutely nothing that you can do about me. I agree. I, I think I did hear a lot of talk about uh, both parts of it. The fact that, you know, they had an issue with her singing Born in the USA and um, showing the Puerto Rican flag and as, as well as um, saying that it was very sexualized, which leads me to my next question. I know for me as an African-American, I would say that in the last few years, I have seen what I would call an uptick in people feeling the need to make uh, inappropriate comments about my race. I mean, at the most inopportune times, I just had an, an, a friend of ours, she calls me auntie, even though I'm not really her auntie, but that's what she calls me. She posted something on Facebook the other day where I guess she didn't pull off from the gas station fast enough. And the guy, you know, started with a lot of racial slurs because she was taking too long to move away from the gas station. And I'm wondering if you all, as people of Hispanic descent, are also seeing an uptick and comments and things that people are doing in the last few years, it kind of makes me feel like we're going backwards in some ways. At least I know for my own culture, and I'm wondering if you all are experiencing or feeling the same way if you're seeing an uptick. Willow, how about you start? I would say that you, I personally um, experience it when I'm out in public. Um, granted, we are all quarantined now. Um, so there's not much of it going on, but, uh, you know, the, the, the example that you gave of pulling out of, a you know, of a service, not fast enough for someone else. Um, you know, for me, that has to do with that person. It's, it's like, you know, do you, do you really think that, that you're that much more important than I to warrant me having to move my vehicle that can be used as a weapon, you know, that much faster, you know, you, you don't take into consideration the fact that we all drive vehicles that, that can potentially hurt someone if, if you're not careful and if you're not paying attention. Um, you know, I, I, I look at the world as, you know, when I'm in my vehicle and I'm driving, I need to be conscious of the pedestrians because I'm in a I'm I'm in a climate controlled environment, and I'm also utilizing a, a, an equipment that could potentially hurt someone if I'm not paying attention and if, if I'm not careful. And I think that um, people who try to 
kind of shun you away from what you were doing um, are self-entitled. They just feel self-entitled and, and that you need to move faster because I need to get to to do what I'm trying to do and I'm trying to get to to a certain place by a certain time. So I, I think it, it has a lot to do with uh, lack of consideration and, and empathy and just, you know, human decency, to be honest. Jojo and Juan, how about you? Well, um, I've, I've seen it now and more recent, you know, do because of the, and I don't want to politicize it, but in the administration that we have now, at the beginning of them coming to power, the first agenda that they had was to build the wall and just to segregate the Spanish-speaking people from America. And I recently saw a joke on Facebook that now the Mexicans are asking Donald Trump to please build the wall because <laughs> they don't want to have the virus going into Mexico. So it's just, you know, something that, you know, it it's more prevalent now from before. I see, I've seen it. I've seen a lot of more cases out in public where I've seen, um, uh, you know, white, white Caucasian people, you know, say certain things that's not right to say because of, you know, the environment that we find ourselves in. But prior to that, um, you know, it's more prevalent now than, than, than before. I don't know. I was in Thornton's the other day and we're online. Of course, you have to have the six foot, you know, space in between people. And the way our Thornton's is, it's kind of weird because you can't really see who's online. But this gentleman, and he was in Spanish, basically looked at me up and down and then went in front of me. <laughs> so... For me not to cause a scene, because it really ticked me off, because he probably figured, oh, well, one, she's probably a woman, and he probably was one of those chauvinistic men, and decided he has to go first because he has things to do. So I bit my tongue and just let him go, but I'm like, I see it a lot now. Back in the day, it didn't, I didn't see it, or maybe I was just blind to it, but I do see it a lot now. It's funny you mentioned that. We do have an episode where we, we talk a bit about that. We call it, you know, we all call it the invisible cloak. Mm -hmm. So that'll be very soon too, where people, um, you know, and I know we experience a lot in the African-American culture. They will look right yeah. at you. People people will look right at you and decide that it, it's their prerogative to go before you. It's, it's, it's fascinating and it's hard because you don't know, you know, depending on the situation, sometimes you have to bite your tongue. So um, I know exactly what you're talking about when you mentioned mm -hmm. that. Um, so the last thing I kind of want to talk about is how you all have handled talking about race and these types of situations with your kids. So I have an African-American male that I have raised. He's now 20. And we talk a lot about, you know, certain things, you know, driving while black, et cetera. And sometimes I feel like young people, because maybe they didn't experience it the way we did or even our grandparents or great grandparents did, that sometimes they are a little oblivious to their surroundings and to what's going on. And while you don't want to raise people who are paranoid, you also want them to know racism when they see it so that they know that that's what they're seeing. And so how do you all, Jojo and Juan, you can start. Have you had those conversations with your kids? What's that, what is that like? What have you been telling them? I've talked to my boys about that because I, you know, <clears throat> one, they're boys and of course, you know, hot headed. 
and they have their mix as far as Ecuadorian and Puerto Rican. And I've always told them, don't confront anybody that'll talk, you know, say something bad about you, talk about Spanish people or no good and all that. And I always tell them, you know, just if you can prevent it, walk away, do what you have to do and just go on. I said, because nowadays people don't talk anymore and they're more into actions and pulling out guns and just killing people. So we've talked about it. It's, you know, not something that I would like to be talking to them. I want them to be able to go about their lives easily, but nowadays you can't and they have to be, you know, alert about their surroundings. I pretty much told my daughters the same thing. I mean, I told them, you know, do not be confrontational. Um, always be mindful of where you are and treat others with respect. Um, and if it gets, if it escalates, I just told them, you know, just walk away and do not be confrontational because like, like Joanne just said, you know, th- these days people don't talk, they fight, you know, they just resolve to, to violent because I think they, they are entitled to it. So I basically, you know, just told them be respectful and just walk away. You don't have to, you don't have to listen to that. Thank you so much, Willa. What about you? I believe that I'm in a unique situation because my daughter is half Puerto Rican and half German. So she kind of walks the line of, of both races. Um, however, what's interesting to me is that I believe that the kids that are growing up now, my, my, my daughter is 19 years old, and my experience with her friends is that they don't really look at each other as being a certain color or being of a certain ethnic background. At least that's my experience with her friends. Um, I'm not sure what the experience has been with um, with Jojo and Juan, but uh, you know her friends don't talk about I'm you know I'm half this and half that, or I'm you know I'm Jewish or I'm black or they don't really talk about that. They just kind of go through life oblivious as to what color they are, which is, I think, a unique experience. Um, I know for a fact that my my husband grew up in a household where he was taught that you do not, um, you don't judge people by their color or their ethnicity. And so we were dating for five years before he figured out that we were in an interracial relationship, which I found amusing because I'm like, you, you know, he, he walked up to me one day and said, do you realize that we're in an interracial relationship? And I'm like, duh. I'm like, are you, are you kidding me? I, I said, do, do you see what color I am? And do you see what color you are? And he's like, I've never thought about it. He goes, I wasn't raised that way. So I think it's 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 interesting when you when you raise a child not to not to look at color, um, but I definitely think that that is not the norm because we unfortunately live in a society where we have to be aware of what color we are and we have to educate our children um, in terms of you know what could potentially happen if you get stopped by the police or if you're confronted by somebody else or, you know, not to be confrontational, like, like uh, Juan and Joanne said. 
um, you know, we, they, they have to be very mindful and, and very careful. But I think that, the, you know, especially my daughter, she's still at that age that she's still naive to the things that are going on in the world. So she's not looking at it that way. She's looking at it, um, you know, from a young 19 year old mind and she's not thinking about, you know, someone's being racist against me or someone's saying something that's derogatory towards me. Thank you, Willow, for that. I appreciate it. I do think that um, it is amazing the the way that they view the world when they're younger. And so it is a tightrope that even I walk. I don't want them to be paranoid, but I also want them to be able to recognize when they're being discriminated against whenever um, that's happening so that they'll know how to deal with that. So I just wanted to know if you all were experiencing some of the same things that we do in the African-American culture. And so we're running out of time. Is there anything you guys wanted to leave our audience with before we wrap up? Jojo and Juan, I'll let you guys go first. I just say if you're in the surroundings and there's multiple people and there's individual conversations going on, Don't get offended if somebody's speaking Spanish because nine times out of 10, it's not about the people in the room. They're discussing life. (laughs) Same here. Um, I would just tell them, you know, be mindful of who you are and where you're with and where, you know, what your surroundings are. If someone, you hear someone speaking another language other than yours, you know, just be respectful the fact that they're having a conversation and it has nothing to do with you. Like they say in the street, mind your business. <laughs> well, all right, y'all mind your business. I think that is a great way to end today's episode. So I want to thank Willow and Jojo for being my special guests today. And for a very, very special guest, Juan, for joining us. That's all the time we have for today. But if there's anything you want to hear us talk about, you know what to do. Hit me up at kdt at inmyshoestoday.com. Again, that is kdt at inmyshoestoday.com. And until our next episode, be blessed. <laughs>